0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Joel Sked and I am joined by the staunchest member of the Terrace clan, Ewan Taylor. How goes it?
1: Thank you, Joel. That's correct. I am tired, jaded, I would say. Um, I I don't know when this uh, is going to go out. I think this was originally going to be the the traditional Thursday podcast, but uh, something happened last night which uh, needs a, a podcast that uh, will be going out so uh, and well, we were both at the uh, at the game the, the Scotland to Spain game last night uh you were there in a professional capacity I was being quite unprofessional in the hospitality section uh so yeah I'm, I'm feeling a wee bit we tired a wee bit emotional um yes. but I've, I've survived.
0: It, it, it shows, well, they, I'll ask you about the hostile in a second, but it shows how confident Craig further was of Scotland getting result yeah. that he was going to make the Scotland Spain game a uh, Patreon. And this, the, the, this, yes, Paul <laughs> backs.
1: The, the, the main show. Uh, yes, yeah, I don't think anyone would to listen to like let's go uh, talk about like a spirited two 0 defeat, but yes. uh, it was actually it was a, a spirited two win. So no, it was uh, it, it was fantastic. But I, I did that thing you know where, where you've been like a really good game and you get back home. I mean we got the last train back uh, through to, to go and uh, sorry I don't know if was in it must have got home sort of half 12 or something like that but um put sports scene on as soon as mm-hmm. getting have another couple of cans and then it's just you know i didn't need to do that I, that could have been saved for for tonight maybe um so so yeah i didn't i didn't get a massive amount of sleep unfortunately
0: so i, t- I take it your um elvino did flow at the at the hospitality <laughs> yes.
1: it did it did um yeah i mean it's a good setup in the in the business club i don't know how much it costs I don't know if you can do it like on a game to game basis, or you have to actually be a member of the thing. But yeah, after, you know, after a, f- a few drinks, I was like, oh, I wonder how much this costs. This has to be worth it because I was, uh, well, I was trying to get my money's worth that I hadn't paid for it. Um, <laughs> so I was, uh, yes, it was good. There was like free whiskey. There was uh, gin. I didn't have any gin. I did have some whiskey. Though. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just you know pints of tennis as much as you want. Bowls of beer. There's wine, if you if you answered that. The food was pretty good as well. There's nowhere to sit. That was the weird thing. We had, so Tony and I had sort of perched like a couple of like schoolboys on a bench that we managed to find, but it's sort of in the, in the Scottish Football Museum. So I was just cutting about looking at all these like cool rare ranger stops that they had, um, which was was great. And they had the Scottish Cup there and, and all sorts. So, um, so if anyone ever gets the chance to uh, enjoy the, the facilities of the business club, I recommend And you get to see uh, Craig Telford interview... Uh, uh, a taciturn John Collins. Wow. <laughs> I was,
0: I, I was going to ask how how that went because I was speaking to uh, Telford on Saturday, and mm-hmm. um, he was he was, um, he wasn't confident that John Collins was going to uh, get into the spirit yeah. of things with Craig uh, Telford. He,
1: he was, he was, he was all right. He was all right. Um, he predicted a two all draw, so he got he got that wrong. Um, but uh, uh, he, he, you know, he's just he's just quite a serious man. Yes. Yeah, a very serious man. Yeah.
0: Anyway, we I mean, we I would, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I would much rather speak about Scotland and Spain than the top 12 centre-backs in the Scottish Premiership because the last thing I want to do at the moment is in, this, in uh Scottish football uh, scenario is talk about the top 12 centre-backs in the Scottish Premiership yes. because <laughs> there is some amount of absolute shit
1: Yes, yes. I feel you. Uh, Duncan and I did the uh, the top twelve fullbacks, and I felt that was actually you know there was some strong competition. I felt like mm-hmm. I was missing you know leaving out some some worthy contenders. This I don't really. Feel, I, I feel like I've included a lot of people that I'm sort of like, oh, they've not actually been that good recently, but. I don't know who you know there's, there's nobody with like a sort of well, there, there are there are a couple maybe but um at, at the top end of the list but you know within the rest there's nobody with like a sort of spotless record there's yeah. a lot of people that have had either the small sample size or there's almost too much of a sample size, and some of that sample size has been rotten, um, uh, whether this season or previous season. So yeah, it's kind of difficult to to get a lay of the land as to exactly who the best players are right now. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've I have tried manfully to uh, to work that out.
0: So I uh, on on so you can make player lists, and mm-hmm. so I did it last season. Uh, with uh, which Phil and I did it last season with all the positions. Mm. This season, the the, the, the not so short list was fifty two centre backs, mm. and <laughs> what I found out is that because because of so many teams switching to a back three, mm. it's almost uh, I think it's almost made the the consistency of the player pool at centre back worse. The mm-hmm. or certainly the um the the the, the kind of the, the ceiling. Off a Celtic, a set, a, a certain Celtic player, uh, <laughs> and some Rangers players at the top to the dross at the bottom. It's mm-hmm. just it's such a chasm. And yeah. then, then I had the basically, I've got two lists. Which I've, I've until we get into, it, I'm not sure which <laughs> list I'm going to go with. I've got a list <laughs> of the 12 best centre backs in the Scottish Premiership, but then I've also got a list of um, 12 excluding the. The likes of Craig Halkett John Suter Stephen Welsh Who are very very good players But have barely played this season yeah. However That I, I, I kind of want to go with That list Because it's a bit more fun And there's a bit more variety But yeah. there is Some players in here That I <laughs> I'm really not confident Describing as One of the 12 best In the Premiership
1: Yeah Yeah no, it's, it's really difficult to like Um Where'd you draw the line of people that haven't haven't played much? I mean, is it you know, for example, uh, your know, Philip Lander I've not included him because yeah. ultimately, you know, the best ability is availability, and he's pretty much dead. So I, I don't think we can really have have him. Um, but I, I mean, I have got another uh, dangerous centre half that hasn't played much just because I think he's probably too good and is now available um, to play. Yeah. So I think he's too good not to include. But then Craig Alka, I, I didn't. Um, I didn't include, but yeah, we can. Um, it is there's no real like hard fast rule? It's just uh, you know how much have you seen of um of this guy recently? And that yeah, I've I've gone with, gone with some other ones. But chef, um, yeah, should we should we get into it?
0: Yes. So uh, I, I'm going to go with my uh, the list of the better players. Okay. Um, and so that means <laughs> Aberdeen. Sorry, no players. London nope. United, of oh, course, there's not going to be any players oh, yeah, no, Of
1: course, yeah
0: Kilmarnock, no players Livingston, no players So the, basically, there's, there's there's no players from anyone outside <laughs> Celtic, Rangers, Hearts and Hibs Except one, um, who is my number 12 on the list But right. I'll let you go first you, yeah, who's, well, your,
1: who's your number 12? So I do have a Kilmarnock player And I did think about it I mean, you know, it's you can make, obviously uh, I'm not you know, I'm not picking this man with with much enthusiasm, but is, uh my not blood relative Ash Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I just think uh, the reason I put him in is that I think he is probably by a, by a fair distance the best player in the league in the air. And just for yep. the just for the basically just for that alone, I mean, on the ground, uh, no, he's not uh, by any stretch one of the better players, but. In the air, you're know, both in an attacking sense and in a in a defensive sense. I think he is the best player in the league. Now he has seemed to have got dropped <laughs> recently by by Komarik, which isn't uh, you know, that that doesn't bode um, massively well as a a you know the, the as a sort of barometer of where his form is right now. But yeah, I just think overall he he, he does sort of. I mean, he he gets. Well, I mean, just on Wise Scout, seventy three point one five percent of his all his aerial duels are are successful. That is the highest in in the league by, um, you know, sort of good sort of solid three percent. Um, uh, you know, he's, he's a he's the best goal threat that Comanic have, which you know isn't really something that a centre half should be, but that that says more about Comanic than, than Ash Taylor probably. But he's not. He will make a mistake. I mean, he's still Ash Taylor. Basically, there was a Aberdeen. I wouldn't say his games changed significantly, um, but if if Kilmarnock do end up staying up, and uh, at, at this point, I'm not sure that they will. Um, if they do, then it's probably him and and Armstrong that've um that, they've probably been responsible for that as much as anybody else. So, so yeah, he, he sneaks into my list.
0: Yeah, so he was he was he was on my he was on my other list, and mm. what you said, I, I, I agree with. Uh, I think he's. I, I want to say I'm sure he's, he, I'm sure he went off injured in the last few weeks. Mm. I don't no, know I that's
1: maybe that's him. why he's not. He's, yeah, he was on the yeah. bench for the last game, but yeah, yeah. He's, uh,
0: completely, just he's such a dominant presence in, in there, and you can see it with the goals that Kamarock are quite a basic team, and they rely heavily on set pieces. He is a key oh. reason. Not only his goals i think he's got three assists this season as well which mm. is uh <laughs> which, which is quite um which is quite uh, crazy yeah. i think he's a i think he's a, a solid scottish premiership centre back not a, a, he's one of those where be, I, I think he'll always be good in there mm. but it regress he will regress with um uh, other facets of his game so it was yeah. it, it was it was between a few quite a few players to be my number 12 he certainly came into consideration. But I went to I went for Alex Yaakoviti because really? he is, I see, the ultimate meat and potatoes centre back in the in in the Scottish Premiership. And I think he's been Ross County's most consistent uh, well, one of their most consistent performers. Uh, and there could be arguments that Jack Baldwin maybe is better, but Yacoviti, I don't want to see him play football, but I want to see him defend and when he does defend I think he is he, he is pretty solid he's still at a good age and he has he's I think he's improved upon last season mm. he had um, left footed but again I, he just, you just want him to get rid of the ball as quickly as possible but he's strong he can use his body very well and I think he's he's, he's he's quite formidable in there. Not as formidable as Ash Taylor, but I've, mm. I don't know, I've, I just, I've, over the last 18 months or so, I've just seemed to have developed a soft spot for Yacovite. Mm. And I'm not sure because I did the scout reporting on my media were doing that for the uh, the tennis. Oh, yes. So I've always kind of kept half an eye on him. But yeah, Uh um, others I considered were Taylor, um, mm. Considine, yeah, and uh, and Declan Gallagher
1: mm, yeah he was he was also uh, just I mean I, 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 yeah I sort of made a space for like a complete meat and potatoes um, centre back and uh, and yeah Declan Gallagher was was close because he has had a good season but he, he was so bad the season before <laughs> it's sort of difficult to um, difficult to forget that but he's uh, he's definitely turned a corner this season
0: yes
1: Um, Give me your number eleven. Yeah, so not much of a sample size uh, here, but uh, and and the, initially he was he was quite bad, but but I think he's been really good recently. Is uh, Bill Fish Hibs? Okay. Um, so I, I mean, you know, this is a I've I've got a couple. that There's not much. Um, you know, they've not they've not played a great deal, but. I, I think of late they've they've looked really good and if they do hang around in the league I, th- I think they'll sort of be be staples on on this list going forward and yeah I think Fish obviously you had a I don't know, was it his debut or it was first start in a, in a big game obviously was the uh, Edinburgh derby when he mm-hmm. started a right back not good no he would not be on the list as a fullback um, and uh, made a complete racket and uh, was responsible for the first goal I think it was. Um, but since he's actually started, well, I suppose since Portius is has left, he has come into the team. It's coincided with Hibs' best run of form of the season. Um, and I think he's a big part of that. I mean, I think he reads the game pretty well. It just looks like a sort of all-round, decent, modern centre-half, I think. Now, you, you probably want to, have, um, you know, maybe he'd be even higher up the list if he sort of got into the Hibs team earlier on in the season and we'd seen a bit more of him. But, um, but no, I, I just think he, he's looked... He's looked really good. And even in some games where Hibs haven't done that well, like even the you know, the the uh, the Rangers game. Um, recently uh, Rangers one four one. Uh, I thought Fish was probably one of Hib's best players in that game. Uh, he's had good games at uh, Parkhead um as well. And I, yeah, I just think he's he's you know a good sort of modern young and a half, and I don't know if Hibbs have a chance to, to hold on to him. He's obviously on loan from Manchester United, but if they, if they do, I think it would be a, a. I mean, if if they could say use the the Porches' money to get him up um, permanently and a on a longer term deal, I think it'd be a good thing for them to do.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I I've got him slightly higher. Yeah. I've just I'll, I'll, I'll speak about him when uh, when, mm. when I get there, and I just think with couple of Aberdeen defenders have done, came in and done really well, mm. Angus, Mac- Angus McDonald and Matty Pollock you might have them, I just mm. didn't consider them just because that sample size has been really small what, six, yeah. maybe six league games if ah. that, whereas Fishes is, is a bit more and you've seen, you, you talked about his is really you know, poor game against Hearts and that kind of progression from being at that low ebb, uh, I think that that deserved more consideration than the, the the two Aberdeen boys, but I've got them slightly higher I do have a hip centre back at, uh, at 11 and uh, I can't believe I'm doing this, but Rocky is in my top twelve because yeah. he was he, he was probably Hib's best defender before he got mm. an injury. And you mentioned it with the turnarounds of uh, fish The turnaround of Bashiri has been quite something because he was poor last mm. season. It was announced that he was going back to his parent club Hib's, by accident. Yeah, I have had to have to the him. <laughs> And there was a lot of a lot of criticism, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of criticism of him. I mean, was, I mean, you look at it either side; it's it's quite a funny scenario. But uh, there, was, there was there was quite a lot of abuse, and you, you had to feel in, in those situations you got to feel sympathy for the player. Uh, it wasn't It was his fault he wasn't playing great, but it was mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't his fault of the uh, the circumstances around his um, around his move but he's turned it around said uh, he's turned around massively he kind uh, can prove himself to be a really uh, commanding athletic center back and it was a shame that he did get injured for hips because he was coming into such um he, he was on a, such a, a great run of form and you just you're just wondering where it where it could have taken him mm. how how important he could have been, just what that what p- potential he had. So yeah, he 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 snuck into uh, snuck into eleven just because of uh, how impressive he was in the first half of first half of the season. Again, you could argue that there's yeah. there, there's other players who have had a um have played more this season and have had a bigger um, uh, bigger kind of sample of evidence over uh, over different. Seasons in mm. the Scottish Premiership, so I'm uh, maybe being a little bit too generous with Bashiri but again, it's he, he kind of stands out just because of the, uh, just because of his, his his journey almost.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. now yeah, there was a relatively heartwarming feel that he uh, he managed to sort of get his fans back inside. I, mean, I, I was I was sort of between him and Fish a wee bit, um, and I sort of thought, well, Bashiri was probably good and a bad Hibbs team. Whereas Fish has been good in a and good, a good t- team. So that, yeah. that was, that was, I um, know you can argue, but you know, one's actually harder than the other, but I, I sort of thought, I'm not sure if Bashiri is that. Maybe he is actually a, a problem and that he can play well in and of himself, but the, the, it has an effect on the team because he's not that great a footballer. Um, but uh, whereas I think, I think Fish is a bit more polished, but you have know, obviously got, got Fish higher up anyway. But um, yeah, that, that was the sort of. I mean, I think in, cause in terms of like just pure defensive duel terms, I think Pashiri's right at the top in terms mm-hmm. of sort of um, success on the ground. Um, I did notice the person with the highest success rate, I, mean, I imagine, well, we're not allowed to pick him because he's no longer uh, involved, but uh, Johansson of, uh, of Motherwell it was uh, Solheim Johansson. Um, yeah. Is the most... <laughs> <laughs> uh, highest um, and, uh, and, and the, uh, in terms of defensive dual success rate so it's maybe, I don't know maybe it was that he, he was, he's a good defender provided like he's standing in the right position but he was just very rarely standing in the right position so it's like it's in his sphere of influence he was maybe an okay defender but uh, no I thought he was absolutely terrible so yeah statistics don't um, uh, aren't aren't the be all and end all here
0: yeah, I found
1: I found that with uh, with some
0: where you're like, eh, I can use that to back up my point, and then right beside them is another defender where you're thinking, mm, he's been rubbish. So it's uh, it's um, you give him one hand, and you have to take away with the other.
1: Who yes. is your
0: who's who's your number ten?
1: Now I, I suspect you might have them higher up, um, and, uh, and you know the order that you'll have put these. I mean, you you you're much better placed than me to to judge um, the sort of order that these players should be ranked in, but. I have gone with Toby Sibick. He's not on my list Not on your list? No Interesting See, now, I uh, I mean, he's another sort of um, You're similar to Bashiri, I suppose In terms of his um, Sort of rags to riches uh, Though maybe back to rags, possibly I don't know if (laughs) you you think that Of late Um, But yeah, I mean, I I thought he was absolutely Mm -hmm. terrible um, at the start of the season, and he's, he's really grown on me. It looks just looks like a modern centre half, very athletic. I mean, the goalie scored against uh, in the in the cup game. Um, I mean, there's not very many centre halves in in the league that could could just could move like that. Um, so he's sort of got all the tools now. Uh, again, he one of his tools maybe he doesn't have is just standing in the right place half the time. Um, but you know, he's quick. He's strong. I I think he if he can stay in this arch team, which I don't think is a necessarily a given. But if he can, then I could see him really coming on to coming into a game. Um, but uh, but yeah, interested to hear your view as a as a Hearts fan that's seen him a lot more than me.
0: Yeah, so there are there's some I've I've got Stephen Kingsley at number yeah. ten,
1: um. Who I have got a wee bit higher up, but yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's I could make an argument for I'm including a force heart centre backs, but I'm not gonna do that. Mm. Um and Sibic, like just I really like Kingsley, but he's had a massive regression this season. Mm. That is a lot down to his injuries, his, his lack of availability, and he's just he's just not he's he's not, not had the same influence uh, on the Hearts team as he did last season. For example, what made what made Hearts in the back three work so well last season was the fact that they had uh, Stephen Kingsley to the left of Halkett, John Stutters to the right of Halkett, and both were able to progress with the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Stutters was more about passing, as, as, as stepping out and passing it. Kingsley was more about um, him bombing forward. So if you look at it from a, a Scotland point of view. Yeah, um, yeah mate,
1: it's very reminiscent of that, isn't yeah.
0: it? So he was he would overlap, he would underlap, and he would have that combination with Alex, Alex Cochran down the left hand side. there has been glimpses of that, but there's there's not been that consistency. And you look back to the 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 Motherwell game um a few weeks ago, got beat 2-0, and he was just he was he was all over the place. And there's been a couple other um couple of games where he's just mm-hmm. he's just not looked at it at all, was passing, it's gone awry but he's still clearly a very good defender. He came on against Aberdeen and uh, Alex Cochran was getting um, tortured by Ross McCrory. Mm. Robbie Nielsen realised, fuck, we need a bit more experience here, brought him on and he solidified the left-hand side of of the defence. Just, just a pay heart for down 3-0 <laughs> uh, <laughs> at that moment. Uh-huh. As for Civic, uh yeah, I'm very much a case of like to give it more time. There is, um, I've liked, like what I've seen for a lot, a, a lot of the season. My concern was a couple of times he'd been left out for um for for James Hill. James Hill was mm-hmm. uh, after starting, uh, yeah. relatively positive in a, across what. Well, 180 minutes of football with that uh, he's he's shown himself to not be that good uh, uh, that good a centre back and mm-hmm. Sibic has probably looked his best in the middle of a back three but mm-hmm. that means James Hull's played the right hand side of the back three I think he prefers, I think he spoke about it on a podcast he prefers the right hand side of the back three and that's probably ideal if you've got Kingsley in the center of that. and then, and there's another issue with Kingsley is that he's yeah. had to play in the center of the uh, yeah. the back three and even on the right at times i think so that uh, that kind of chopping and changing hasn't uh, helped Civic is just still my, my fear is that he's a bit a uh, a bit too inconsistent but i certainly can see the argument of him being uh, being in this list
1: yeah, yeah that that was that was my my thinking. So, um, so yeah, Kingsley. Kingsley I mean, I, I've got Kingsley at, uh, at nine, and that was. I mean, I think I'd have him higher as a as a footballer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, if you see if you played like left back in a in a four, yeah, I think I'd probably have him. I, I'd have would have had him in the in the fullbacks list that we did, and I'd have had him You know, really near the top of that, but that's not where he's been playing he has been playing as a centre half uh, almost exclusively and um, until until very recently I think um, this season and uh, and yeah I just uh, I, I, he is, as he's better than that as a footballer but as a centre half I, I mean I think even you know he does have his flaws as a centre half even at in, in, in sort of at his best um, he's probably not a natural there but obviously it worked in the system but Question: Whether hearts get get back to that, um, and and find the sort of uh, the formula with the, with the other defenders that that makes um, Kingsley look look good again. But yeah, I'd add, uh, add Kingsley at number nine.
0: So you had Civic at ten, Kingsley at nine. Yes, I had John Suter at nine. Mm. Yes. The- so, so, do you have them a fair bit higher or we uh,
1: higher? Not, well, no, a one A couple points, yeah, just a couple of points higher. Yeah,
0: well, we'll, um, we'll, we'll talk about yeah, we'll talk mm. about Suter when when you come to him. I've got um, uh, who do you have at? Did you say at Kingslet Nine? Kingslet nine at
1: Nine, so at eight. I've got Jack Fitzwater. Oh, okay. Um, so Tony's favourite. It's um, so maybe just being on that many positive Tony's sort of finally uh, ground me down into thinking he's a. He's a good player, but uh, yeah, I think he is uh, just an, an all-round good um, Scottish Premiership centre half. Really, I mean, he's mm-hmm. probably responsible. You know, I think he's, he's Livingston's best defender. Livingston are uh, a, you know, one of the better teams in the league, um, and yeah, you know, I think he's sort of a threat in both boxes. You know, he had a pretty dodgy start at Livingston back, at the, you know, when he when he first joined, but I think he's been solid for for a good while now. Intrigued to see where he ends up. In the summer, because I think uh, I mean, it's his contract up? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I mean, it'll be it. well, I mean, Livingston. Will, well, I th- obviously, Martin Dale's talked about um they're, they're going to be losing Devlin. Um, he thinks he'll lose Nibley as well, which you, you would think, even though he's under contract, they think they would tell him, and then and Fitzwater as well. And it's, I, I have a suspicion that he will join someone like St Mirren or maybe maybe Aberdeen. Possibly something like that, and and be rubbish. That's my prediction with Jack Fitzwater. I, d- I think he's going to crash out of this list. Uh, he's going to stay in the league and then crash out of the list next season. But uh, but yeah, he's one of these guys. I mean, he just it uh, works in the way the way Livingston, um, way Livingston play, and he's he's sort of you know he's, he's pretty high up in all the sort of defensive metrics. So um, so yeah, I I'd, uh, I've gone with Fitzwater.
0: I I really toiled over uh, Fitzwater both in. The- whether include them in uh high up uh, well low down can kind of mm-hmm. 12 11 yeah, yeah. on this list or even include them in in my other list just because he hit a real height last season I don't mm-hmm. think he's maintained that this season from mm-hmm. the from the games I've seen I you could argue obly oh, has been better at times I, You he could make an argument that Stephen Ke- Stephen Kelly's been a wee bit better at times um Morgan Boys has been a wee yeah, bit better at the time, and I think maybe that's what uh, has <laughs> not. <laughs> Don't want to say impacted him for Livingston because they're still having a great season, but mm-hmm. went from having um kind of went from having a, a great season to an excellent season if they were able to keep. I think Obelise obviously had these uh, had these injuries issues. Mm-hmm. I think Fitzwater off the top of my head, he missed a couple of games, and then. Uh, there's a couple of times this season where he's missed a couple of games not helped he got uh, a suspension right. early on, missed a couple of games came back for a chunk, missed a couple of games came back for a chunk uh, and then was set off against Hibs so he's missed mm-hmm. uh, missed a couple of games I don't know if that's kind of impacted him but David Martindale has said for said in January, basically came out and said we're going to get he's um, been very public about getting um, or selling Jack Fitzwater in January because they knew he was going to leave for free in the summer and he just looked as if Livingston are in a position where you should be looking to get at least money for him because they brought him in and they've developed him. He's played over 100 games for Livingston, over 70 top flight games in the Scottish Premiership. There was loose links. I'm not sure how much faithful put them to a couple of Premier League teams last summer. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, he's, never, not, he's not. It's not. he's in. That's ever going to be the case. But uh, which, which makes me ask the question is Why no one came in and dealt with Langston? If he's that good, and that they were so willing to sell, I, I don't. know Obviously, I'm not privy to how much they wanted for uh, Fitzwater, and I don't know if, whether he sees his future down south, which rings a bell from what Martin Dell said. But I just, I, I think he's a, a good defender and. Like you said, he's he's progressed massively from from when he first came in. He looked he, he, he looked like one of those players that was going to come in immediately, just not adapt to Scottish football and mm. bomb. He's adapted really well. And yeah, in in Jan, in January I thought Bund United are crying out for yeah. any sort of defensive improvement. You look at the Jack Fitzwater they could be able to offer uh offer more wages, he'd be he would improve them. But yeah, it's 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 been a curious season, I would say, for for Jack for, uh, Fitzwater, and with with that, that's why, um, I didn't include him. But yeah, I I I, I understand why you've been uh, Fitzwater pilled by yes uh, by twenty and <laughs> on going on about him, yeah, and he's um he's he's, he's included as I suspect he'd be included by a few folk. Um, mm. just uh, I, he just missed out for me. Uh, I went for who did I go for in, in, Eight instead? Uh, oh yeah. I've, I went for Will Fish nice. I think this is recency bias perhaps because I've just happened to have been at or watched a lot of his most recent performances where he's really stood out and he's just looked mm. like the man capable of stepping into Ryan Portridge's shoes and that is a really big compliment considering what we've seen we've seen over the last what four or five days of Pochish playing for Scotland and how just how good he is is going down to Watford, settling in, playing regularly, and getting maturing. Whereas, almost hips have not really missed a beat with uh, with Portis out of the team because Fisher stepped in there. He's good on the ball. He's quick. He's got good awareness. He's got good decision making. He's still question how. He's in there compared to Porteous, but defensively mm, as yeah. um, as a uh, as a solid defender who who does the kind of the nitty gritty, he's done that as well. So you describe him, I think, as a modern day uh, kind of modern day centre back, young modern day centre back. Completely agree with that. And mm. it's his most recent performances and just how how clever he's looked is uh, that's why he's pushed uh, high up for me.
1: Mm. Yes, up no, no. Fair enough, fair enough. Um so, so yeah, at uh, at seven then I have gone that's where I've got um John Suter. Okay. Um and again, you know, he would I think well I imagine he'd have been higher on your list had he been available. Um, oh yeah. But uh you know, he, he obviously hasn't been you do need to take that into consideration. Uh, but um Baez, he does seem fit. I mean, you know, it's the same old story, obviously. He says that's him sorted now and he, he won't get injured again. Um <laughs> which we'll see if that if that transpires. But uh he has actually I mean I think a lot of a lot of Rangers fans had sort of Written him off a wee bit, um, because he was absolutely terrible <laughs> against Livingston the first day of the season as well, which didn't help. Um, but he was obviously well. He says now he was playing through an injury, um, and he obviously had the uh, had some sort of tragic personal circumstances going on at the time as well. So what wasn't an ideal situation to, and he was up against Joe uh, Nibley, who was um, you playing extremely well in that game. So it, it was pretty much nightmare scenario to to make your debut and for everyone to sort of make up their mind and then not play again for eight months or whatever it was. Um, so it, that that's not not been a good first season. At Rangers, you know, almost whatever happens now, but he has looked pretty decent since he's sort of his be sort of cameo appearances since he's come back, and and you know, obviously he's got a, he does have a big body of evidence of, of, of work at, at Hearts, and you know, you looked. I mean, you he, he probably a top three center and a half in the league last season. I can't remember who you know, on on this list. Really, really, really was, but. Yeah It's just You know how good he is And you know what he's good at I mean he's he's great in the air Great uh, Passer Very comfortable Um, He's actually pretty comfortable Moving with the ball as well Um, and, And I think we'll see A lot of that at Rangers If he ever gets Sort of a run of games um, and I know potentially if Rangers switch to back three, I think he could he could play quite a lot of games. Um, and there have been rumours that uh, or Bill sort of alluded to the fact that Rangers might start doing that at times. So, so we shall see if if that if that transpires. But um, quality wise, I just thought he was too too good to leave any uh, lower. But appreciate he's he's really not played much. Yeah. So
0: the reason I had him slightly down is just because of that injury record and the fact he's missed so much of the season if, if he was if he wasn't back if it was like a Hillander case he would, yeah, I, would have, I would have left him time. off but yeah. he is because he's available he is he has to be because he's better than Ash Taylor he's better than Fitzwar. he's better than Gignacovic he's better than Constantine he's better than Gallagher he's better than uh, like the likes of Bushiri, mm-hmm. um that he deserves a place in this just because of his quality, especially Hearts last season. I think I had him really high up last season because I was really, really impressed with him. Got a bit of criticism. Mm-hmm. Had a wee dodgy spell, and obviously the, the the move to Rangers came out, but he was he, he was so good. And going back to, uh, you can re- reference back to how, how key he was and the way the heart's built up from the back. The concern for him at Rangers, aside from the injury issues, and hopefully that's that's the injury issues passed for them, is how he fits in on if he plays on the left hand side of the back three. Yeah, uh, imagine Ben Davis maybe play, might play there. Uh, just that with Hearts, he played in the on the right, and I'd imagine that's Coral Golton's Ideal position just with his passing, and it's the same with Sewer. That's really suits his stepping out and his passing. Whereas yeah. he played one, played a couple of times in the centre of the back three last season, and he struggled. But quality wise, like I said, good defender, great with the ball. Um, has improved his physicality, has improved that the nasty side of the game or the great side of the game. But yeah, a, a, a very good uh, defender. who you just
1: couldn't leave out the, off the list Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Um see so, so your number seven. So yeah, he was my number seven. Um oh. so
0: so yeah. My my number seven is this Kai Rose mm. Now I deliberately de- deliberated a lot where to place Rose At one point I had them three. Um Ooh. and then a couple of the players who have been out or n- under used underused mm-hmm. Uh, this season, obviously, came back into the list, so he he he, he kind of um, dropped down uh, steadily. And Rose is he, there's two sides to him. The he is, I think, one of the best readers of the game of the centre backs in terms of reading the game in the Scottish Premiership. I mm-hmm. think on the ground, defensive wise, he is one of the best centre backs in the Premiership. If you face him up one on one a striker or a winger in the box or just outside the box he is really really good at adjusting his body um, staying with the defender, even when the sorry the opponent even when the opponent seems like they've got a yard he's so good at recovering, getting a tackle in or making a block he is so good at positioning himself when if the ball goes down Hart's left hand side and whoever is out on the right wing crosses the ball in, he is so good at being in the position in the centre back in the box, where he can cut it out, and he can either cut out and play from there or clear danger. He's so good at that, and he's seen it. in the, there was one in the World Cup. Uh, I think he made a cracking tackle against France or oh, was yeah, Argentina, yeah. where it looked like maybe Mbappe had got past him, and he just had this ability to turn and accelerate over. A yard two yards mm. and make it uh, make a challenge that is what kai rolls is so so good at yeah the other series game i still think there is um the kind of adaptation to Scottish shoot on the physicality the, both fowl and i looked at his aerial duel in the a-league infamously last year last season and it wasn't great and that that was that was that was a concern it's still not that great this season. I think mm-hmm. when I looked at it, it was about 54%. And for my centre-backs, I like it when I see that they're plus on, uh, plus on 60. If, if they're uh, 60 plus, I think that's uh, that's that's a really good number to be at. Lowe's, yeah. obviously, Falls will be a bit short of that, and he's not been as clever the last couple of games. Again, perhaps recency by dropping him down, but Yeah, he was. He's a player that I really, really like, and I think he's got such a high ceiling. Especially if he go, if if he was a defender in um, a possession based league or like in 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 Europe or even the Premier League now, I think um, he wouldn't look out of place. Mm. But the the more I talk about him, the more I want to bump him back up to back up to three. Uh, I think you think higher of him. Um, and I think seven. I regret this decision. I think it's a bit harsh. Too, Yeah, I yeah. think seven's too low. So yeah. um, I'm going to uh, w- when this when this list ends, I'm going to rejig it. But yeah, okay. that's that's
1: that's me. I, yeah. That's me uh, finished on the rolls. I've got a wee bit higher up. Um, not, not as high as three. But I've got a bit higher up because uh, yeah, I just I agree with pretty much everything you've said. But um, uh, which meant I thought use use a bit higher up. But yeah, so number number six. I again, small sample size here, but I have included him, uh, Matty Pollock. Um, Ooh. so I, 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 uh, I mean, I, I love slagging off Aberdeen in general and particularly their center half this season. But he has made it, I think he more than anyone else, possibly even a uh, Barry Robson, has been responsible for Aberdeen's upturn in form. Um, he reminds me. He sort of has that the vibe of like the most annoying guy to play at fives because he like cares slightly too much mm-hmm. about about the game. Um, and he just he's sort of high energy, sort of puppy dog type quality, and he just sort of flings himself at absolutely everything. Um, yeah. particularly in the the opposition box, and I, I thought he had a, a great game against Hearts. Um, lately and could have scored a hat trick in that game. I, I I think he is really. Really, quite good. Now, if Aberdeen can hold on to him, uh, I, I don't know if they, if that's really if they've got any chance of, of doing so. Um, I think he's under contract, but um, if if they could get him, then I, I think they should. They really should try to because I've been really impressed with them. Um, I mean, how refined he is. You know, I'm not. You know, I don't. We've not probably seen quite enough. Um, and you know, and maybe it's slightly generous to to put him in as high as this, given how little we've seen of him overall. But yeah, I, I just think he's he is really really good. And compared to <laughs> compared to Anthony Stewart and uh, and Ross McQuarrie's efforts at centre half, early in the season skills. Um, I, I you know, the the difference is, is marked, and all of a sudden Aberdeen don't look half as, as dodgy at the back as they did also the rest of the season.
0: Yeah I agree with that Again I just Small sample size for me But really really impressive Against Hearts Just physically commanding Played on the right Mm. Of the back free And looked Really comfortable Stepping out And joining an attack Saw the cross for uh, Duke's goal Uh, Mm. Absolutely uh, Absolutely excellent He spoke in the press Afterwards And he was You could tell That he really really enjoys He's really enjoying His time at Aberdeen Yeah Uh, so that, that could be a possibility for the future. But yeah, I uh, I think he's a, he's been a very, very good sign in. And if we did this in maybe three, four weeks time, I wouldn't be surprised if he was on my list. Mm-hmm. So he was he was your six, wasn't he? He was my six, yep.
1: Yep. So and then,
0: yep my yep. six is um, my six is actually my my seven because uh, I'm I'm bumping roles up. Okay. So uh, really damn on roles that I, I chose this player ahead of him, but Stephen Welsh.
1: Ooh. Yeah, no, I, I did I'm not. I'm gonna guess him. you've not
0: got him in your your no, list.
1: No, no, I don't the, think he's that good. Uh, in addition to him not playing that much, but I can on. I think he's just think he's
0: yeah. It's, it's a hard one to hard one to think because uh, hard one to judge because I think when he's played for Celtic, he's never really let them down. Um,
1: mm. I can't play the only game they've lost this season. Then he had a bit of a nightmare. Oh yeah, this <laughs> so
0: debacle. Yeah, uh, oh. I'm going to put that on um, Who was the other boy? Moritz, Moritz Jens. Moritz Jens. Yeah, he didn't yeah.
1: play particularly either.
0: Yeah, he's he, he did. He's he's probably he's he's, he's probably in. I've probably made a mistake in uh, potentially including him, but I, I, over over his piece itself, I he's he's been he's been pretty solid enough. He's. Hmm. Uh, even on the left-hand side, he's he, when he's came in, he's, he's, he's done relatively well. Decent on the ball, uh, decent decent enough in there. I think he's a, a decent enough player. And the fact the fact he plays for Celtic is just the reason he's, he's in here. The fact that Heaps wanted him, Dunne United, won, mm. Dunne United wanted him. I think maybe Aberdeen potentially wanted him. Teams wanted him because he is... Um, he he's got a relatively good reputation and he, he's played a bit of Celtic, but yeah, I'm kind of just talking like, in the opposite way of roles, I'm just talking myself out of Welsh, so <laughs> I'll leave Welsh. I originally had him six, but by when when Fowler asked me for my list, Welsh okay. is going to be finding himself <laughs> down, down,
1: uh, much further down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I just yeah, I, 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 he does make quite a few mistakes. I, I still think, and I'd actually I'd like to see him play for a you. Know, a, Hibs or an Aberdeen or a Dundee United or whatever just well, <laughs> maybe not Dundee United in the championship he is better than that um, but, uh, but yeah I'd, I'd like to see him um, I'd like to see him get, get, a, get a sort of good run of games in a team like that just to find out how good how good he is but I, I, I think he's maybe more of a sort of Ross McCrory level mm. player so just mm. like solid and I, I mean I think he's probably a better centre-half than Ross McCrory is but I, I, I You'd think, hope so Yes, <laughs> but uh, I, I think you, yeah, I mean you, you have a decent enough career, but I just, yeah, I don't think, I don't think he, he's not going to make it as, as a, um, as a first pick at Celtic. I think that's quite clear, um, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably about his level, so sort of top six, um, uh, centre half, which isn't, isn't bad, obviously, but yeah, I, I don't see him as, as being one of the the better ones in the league.
0: I'm gonna guess you have.
1: Kai Rose at number five. I do have Kai Rolls at number five. Yes, so uh, I thought I thought he's probably the best of the rest out with the mm. out with the old firm. That's I, very fair. Yeah, I, I just I thought you. Know, I think you know, a few months ago. Tom and I did the sort of oh the best eleven of, of league players out with the old firm, and um, the centre house we had were, were Rolls and Porches at the time. I think Porches just got in there before he left. Um, and uh, yeah, if if you know, I still think that's that's the case now, that I think he is the best, um, overall, uh, out with the uh, out with the old firm, but I, I do think the 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 old firm set are better than them.
0: Yes, that that's that, that's fair. For the reason I've um i went for Halkett a number five, and again, mm. this is. Perhaps recency bias because maybe not just recency, but uh, recency bias—the fact how important it was last season—and sometimes it's also like seeing what the the team's like without him. Without exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I think Hearts we have really struggled in his absence. I mean, we've barely kept any clean sheets this season. Hmm. Had a spell where we're keeping one or two. Had a wee bit of a settled defense, but a big issue, especially in Europe. Especially in Europe, we had a big issue defending cross balls, set pieces as well as cross balls just from from open play. And it's because going back to my issue with roles and um being that commanding player in there, Craig Halkitt's that. He just wins everything. And I think when, when I looked at it, he might have had a higher aerial um win percentage than, than Ash Taylor, but I don't think mm. he's included on the Y Scout when you look at it on Y Scoot because he's played yeah, so few minutes. Him. Yeah. But uh you go back to last season he was top. I think it was top three. Um he was definitely top five, maybe higher even higher than top three. He is just so good in the air and he is underrated on the ground as well. Mm. I think he can uh, the right side of the back three is not his ideal position I think you lose a wee bit off what makes Craig Halkett Craig Halkett when he plays there instead of the centre of defence but he's actually really good on the ball Uh, I think I'm sure I wrote an article last season about his uh, um, some of his um, some of his play on the ball when teams kind of cottoned on to Kingsley and Suter and it left him free on the ball and he was able to step in and make things happen from deep. But he's just a very, very good defender. He's another who's had turned it around the Hearts and he's been sorely missed. If there was one defender in the Hearts team, I would start. But it was Craig Halkett because he is perfect for Scottish football. Kai Rolls, I think, is a better
1: footballer or just a, a better. Um, <laughs> yeah, you could plunk him in any league or in any yeah. sort of game, and he could, he wouldn't look out of place. Halkett yes. would probably look would look out of place at certain levels, but in that's Scotland, that's it.
0: That's it. Whereas yeah. Halkett in the Scottish Premiership is is the is the perfect centre back, especially for a back three where he can be that stopper, that last line of defence. He can head it. He can position himself to get him get himself in those areas where. He is stopping the opposition. So, yeah, that's that's why
1: Halcott's so high up for me, just because how mm. important he is to Hearts and how badly he's been missed. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I didn't include Halcott more because I thought that I, I decided to put Civic in for some mm. reason. Mm. And, I thought I can have four stars. No, that's um, so. overkill. Yes, but uh, but no, I, I think you probably. I mean, you know, he is he is a better centre half than, than a lot of uh, the guys I've, I've listed. And uh, yeah, you can you can tell. Um, we'll get into another one where you could tell how important they were when they weren't playing. Um, uh, soon so so yeah, I, uh, I, I I would have probably. I mean, if he'd been playing every week, he would be certainly high up on my list.
0: Who and so this I think we will I think from now on we'll have the same players four probably. same um, yes. and it's just and I wouldn't be surprised if they're the same uh, same order as well. So who have you got number four?
1: So I number four I've got Car Carl Starfield Oh yeah now um, there's there
0: there there's that yes. Ranger's bias. Yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Obviously Carter is number three. Um but um <laughs> No he's not um yeah, I... I uh, no, it's one, it's one of those... I always think when you get to this stage, the, I think I did the same thing with Barisic. Um, when I was in the fullback class, you get to this stage and you're like, so he's one of the best in the league and now I'm going to tell you why he's shit. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think he is Celtic's weakest point. Now, that's not to say he's bad because mm-hmm. Celtic don't really have weak points, but I think uh, he is the, the weakest because and I, I, it's actually interesting that um, with Postacolo because he's sort of I, I think he sort of considered a bit of like an ideologue in terms of how he sets his team up and you know it's all about attack and obviously you know they did play um in the Champions League they sort of played the same way even against Real Madrid and so on but actually he his centre Carter ha- Vickers is less so but Starfield is really quite a basic footballer I think he is a good defender there's no question about that he's a very good defender on the ball, not so much. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that, and and it's actually probably a reason that Celtic are, eh, unfortunately, is is um, as good as they are in the league because the the two centre halves are first, are first and foremost defenders. They're really good defensively, yeah. And and that's why they're in the team. They're not in the team because they're great on the ball. I and mean, and I actually don't think I, I would take the two Rangers centre halves um, that will come on to on the ball over both of them. Um the or both the Celtics. But the it certainly Starfelt is is the weakest on the ball. And I, I think you can get at him as well. Um if you if you run at him, I don't think he's he's that great. Uh but you've got to have sort of elite level pace and there's not that many players in in Scotland to have that. So he sort of gets away with it. He is very good. I mean he On the deck he's very good uh, defensively He's very good in the air defensively Um, But I I think He has a bit more of a A a ricket in him Than than most um, uh, Celtic players in general Um, I mean you saw the the penalty He gave away uh, against Tibbs Recently, it was just stupid um, I mean, everyone. You know, our defenders will make sort like, of that mistake now and again, but that was just really like I think I'll get away with this. So I'll do it, even though it's there's no need to 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 do it. Yeah, uh, he just seems
0: to kind of lose focus every now and mm. then, and just
1: kind of like forget. Yeah, you know, just, for, uh, just forget. Just mm-hmm. forget. Yeah, yeah. You, know, I just don't. I I don't rate him that highly. I I think as I say, I think he probably has a reason that Celtic are is. Um, Successful as I, guess, well, I mean, it'd be interesting. I mean, you know, I think either of us obviously have included Kobayashi because we've really not seen much of him. Mm-hmm. But I, I do wonder if he is good enough defensively. I mean, I think he could probably, I think Celtic would get even better if they had uh, a better footballer in that left sided centre half position. Um, and obviously, um, Kobayashi's left footed, whereas hey, Starfield isn't. So, Starfield might. You know, it might possibly be playing out position slightly, um, but uh, yeah, I, I do wonder if they would get better if if they, they could probably sacrifice a little bit of defensive for just a better footballer in that um in that area. And he's, I mean, he's, it's quite clear that we that when, when Rangers play Celtic, that is the one that sort of is left on the ball, mm-hmm. um, and your team better teams will do that against uh, against Celtic because I think he is. If you're analysing them, I think he is the the weakest link. So you could definitely make an argument there. We'll, we'll come on to um, obviously the Nature Center House in shortly, but um, and you can make an argument that you know you should because they're, they're not flawless either. But um, I, that's why I've, I've sort of gone with the Starfelt and Fourth.
0: So yeah, I, I flipped it. I went the uh, Starfelt three, Davies four. Mm. Uh, so just before we move on to Davies, Starfelt, the reason I haven't had them higher is um, I've seen more of them kind of trust more in, in Starfelt, yes he's got uh, he's got weaknesses to his game as as, as you've outlined defensively mm. I think he complements Cameron carter vickers really well uh, carter vickers engages defenders he can deal with that physical side Starfield mm. can as well but I think he's a Starfield someone who will look to step in read the game intercept really good at that uh, that, mm. that side of the game they built up a really really good partnership over the um, over the last two seasons Starfelt, felt you did think he was one of those those players he, he just looks like he's going to be found out in the Sc- a Scottish Premiership he's adapted they really well shocker. to
1: have a debut at Tynecastle didn't he yeah, it? Well, it was, it was, it was
0: oh. He was absolutely hopeless, and it like kind of that kind of just filtered into his, his few games afterwards. But mm-hmm. since, since then, um, been really good. And he, he's mentioned that's the mirroring game. And just I don't think Celtic look quite the same with uh, mm-hmm. when it's not Carter Vickers and 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 Starfelt. More so if they've not got Carter Vickers. But yeah, yeah Star Starfelt. I've I've seen more from I trust more from Davies. I still think um, there's been improvement in him. There's been a, a much uh, a, a huge improvement in Rangers with uh, that um, continuity with him and Golton as a centre back mm-hmm. partnership. We, we, we've seen that, but um, I still have more question marks over Davies and Starfield. And I think that might just be a case of waiting to see a bit more of Davies. But I will mm-hmm. let you speak uh, speak about him because yeah. you've seen a lot more uh, more of him than, uh, than myself.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think if you're if you start on the negatives with Davies, I think and where he is worse than Starfield is that he lacks a wee bit of intensity in his own box defensively, which is not great as a center half. Mm-hmm. But he, he Starfield is is more likely, you know, to and, and the other centre halves I would, that we'll come on to it, are more likely to I think just like get in the way of something in the box. Um, he is a little bit passive in 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 those areas. Where he's not passive, I think he's he's really good at reading the the game on the ground, um, and he's one of the best defenders I've I've seen Rangers in terms of his ability just to dispossess a a, a forward to, on the deck, you know, in in, in um, your know, Rangers half, you know, it's just when he gets really close. I think when the closer he gets to his own um, his own box, the, the weaker he gets. Not great in there, really not great in there. Um, so that would be another where, where Stafford is is better than him, mm-hmm. um, but where Davis uh, I think Davis is probably probably the best passer I would say of all the centre-halves um, I mean he doesn't, it's not as flashy it's not the um, you know like the goals which we we'll obviously come out to. I mean that's a big weapon for Rangers the big sort of diags um, you know and, and John Sutter can do the same uh, but what Davis is really good is the sort of punching through the press passes um, which are, I think are actually sort of harder to, to play in, in a lot of ways, it's not just you. You don't have as much margin for error with, with those ones. Um, you know, if you hit a long diag and it's slightly off, then it just goes out of the park. Normally, whereas if you if you are trying to sort of punch through a press, um, into a midfielder to feet, then if that goes wrong, it's uh you know, you're in trouble. Um, and and Davis is really really good at that. So, um, it actually be interesting. I mean, obviously he was, he was extremely close to signing for Celtic, uh, in the in the COVID season. Um, and had he had he done so, I wonder. I mean, it could be that they would have Davis and Carter-Vickers as the as the um, uh, as the pairing, and I wonder what Celtic Rangers would look have like. uh, Starfield Starfelt and Golden. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but because uh, well Starfelt was sort of but I think it was more sort of a fan link. But it was sort of people thought, oh, maybe you could, you know, he could sign him. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that would have been been interesting because uh, yeah, he almost he would suit Celtic in that in that way on the on the. Uh, in terms of their, their passing. Um, and I think they sort of lack that the Kobe presumably has been brought into to be that. But the, the, the are sort of an actual left footed centre half in the in their first pick eleven. So yeah, it would be interested uh, interesting to see what would happen if had he had he signed for, for Celtic. But yeah, he's I, I think he's really good and he will um I think get better. I mean he's only twenty seven um mm. and yeah again he, I think he would look good in a back three um, on on the left hand side, you yeah, did play a lot when he was younger as a left back. I I don't think he'll ever do that for for Rangers unless there's a sort of injury crisis. But um, but yeah, he's he's definitely he's def- definitely not the best half at uh, at Rangers, and he's not the best half in in the league by any stretch. But he's um, I think he's he's just slightly better than than, than Starfield. But um, I would accept arguments to the contrary.
0: So we get to the. Top two. Uh this is this is where I find it's especially like always looking at of the top two, where it's even mm. hard to pick apart their faults. You're kind of just like, ah, they're 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 number two and they're number one because they're really, really good. Yes. And I, I, I assume
1: you have go Connor Golson it's number two. I do, I yeah. do. Pains me. Uh It doesn't really, um, but uh, yeah, Goldson. It too. I mean, obviously, you saw what what happened to the Rangers when uh, he wasn't there, which is the first time that's ever happened since he's joined. His uh, consistency in terms of availability availability for selection has been second to none, incredible. Until he, I mean, it's also we were actually drawing with uh, with Liverpool, one each, when he got injured, Um, and and Davison, I thought Davison Goldson had a great first half in that game. Goldsman was completely pocketed in Darwin Nunez, which seemed impressive at the time, and then has become sort of maybe not as impressive as, <laughs> yeah. as the season's gone on, but he looked he looked really good. And uh you were he, he was having one of his one of his best games for Rangers, I would say, and then his thigh exploded and just proceeded to concede six goals in one half. After that, and, uh, Davies that that's another, Davies, you know didn't hold things together as much as as Gold. You know, if, if Davies uh, been the one that got injured, then I think gold would have held things together a lot better. Yeah, um, he is. He's very uh, vocal, good leader, um, and uh, you know has these dags that we we, we spoke or I spoke about um, also. So uh, as well as being sort of a threat in, in uh, both well, the opposition box in terms of um, in terms of set pieces, so. All round, one of the better center I've ever seen play for Rangers I would say, and uh, just a really uh, really, really good center half. Doesn't have that many flaws, I mean I, th- I think he is just, he isn't quite as good, ultimately as, as Carter Vickers um, which is also my
0: it's, it's strange to say uh, for a Rangers defender who plays so much, and that's that's huge considering what happened earlier in his career with, I think he, he was hurt, it's his yeah. heart. Yeah, but I still think even now he's underrated.
1: Mm, Yeah, yeah, he's he's often. I mean, he's still a bit of a sort of a not a boo boy as such, but people have. I mean, it probably dates back to one mistake he made against Celtic years ago um, when he sort of passed it straight to. Uh, well, Oton Edward scored. I can't remember who. He, I think he may have maybe Mikey Johnson. He passed it to. But anyway, he passed it straight to a Celtic player who, uh, and then they played the pass to Edward and it was uh, and the uh, Celtic scored. And he's not really been forgiven for that for for some reason. I would say by by some Rangers fans. But um, but now he's yeah. I, I think he's um, he's 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 exceptional, and he really does hold things uh, together, and he's just sort of a. Yeah, you, you. It's one of these guys where if he's not in the team, then it's panic stations, and you saw that for for a sort of sustained period, and and it really was. Um, I mean, I'm glad I never have to see James Sands play centre half again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even me, a uh, Hearts fan, is glad to not see James
0: Sands uh, play centre by again. That Park Thistle game,
1: why? Oh God, I don't know. <sighs> I think that was like a just a thanks for hanging around. Um. You know, you can because he wants for to being start. mediocre. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to stay, he wanted to go. And I think we, the Rangers, said to him, Well, you know, we'll need because the, the MLS transfer window was open sort of later. So I think they sort of said, Well, we'll need to wait until John Sitter's fit basically before we let you go. Um, and because of that, we let him play uh, sort of one last game. It uh,
0: Says a lot about um, Leon King' at Rangers, but we won't get into that. Mm. We won't get into yes. that because we'll uh, we'll finish up by speaking about Cameron Carter-Vickers. Um, I read mm. earlier in the week or last week, Alan Stubbs was making the kind of the Virgil Van Dyke comparison. He said yes. he's not obviously, well, obviously not Virgil Van Dyke. He lacks that, uh, that 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 ability on the ball and just the way mm-hmm. Van Dyke used, used to toy with opponents in the Scottish Premiership. But it was more the the physicality and the way he dominates players and mm. forwards, and I, I completely agree. Uh, completely agree with that assessment because he's just an absolute man mountain. I think I've only seen him um, nudged off nudged off the ball once in his entire spell in Scottish football. Well, two seasons, and that was Morelos in the League Cup final. And Morelos does have a lot of ballast. So yeah, that's, it, uh... Morelos is the only person <laughs> I've seen not create um off the ball as well. <laughs> yeah. So he's, yeah. he's he's got four.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I think, I mean that that is the comparison he jump to, isn't it? The Van Dyke one, and yeah. and and I think, I, I think he's a better defender than Van Dyke was when Van Dyke was in the Premiership, mm. Scottish Premiership. Um, and, and you, you, it's harder to say because I mean obviously the, Van Dyke would have played against Rangers once and uh it was John Daly up front. <laughs> so it was um you know, he wasn't getting he wasn't getting as tested, but I, I remember Van Dyke making actually quite a lot of mistakes in European games The Celtic were playing at the time. Um but, and he, he was almost not playing at centre half half the time, you know, in terms of how how much he could sort of dribble forward with the ball. And Ivan Dyke's certainly much better than that. What Van Dyke also has that Carter Vickers doesn't have, and the reason that the Van Dyke, you know, got obviously went on to higher level, and I don't think Carter Vickers will, will get anywhere near that level, was the sort of physical potential in that he's tall. Mm-hmm. Carter yeah. Vickers. Carter Vickers is uh you know, physically incredibly dominant in, in Scotland um, and it's good in the air in Scotland but there are certain strikers they would play at an elite level I think that you would struggle with just because he's not tall enough mm. um, he doesn't quite have the frame, he has a very interesting I've never really seen a footballer shaped like Carter Vickers, I mean he's sort of as wide as he is tall um, yeah. but uh, in, a, in a good way uh, but uh, yeah, defensively he, in, in, in this league he is just incredibly solid and I think it's really hard to actually think of any defender that's been better than him in recent years, just purely defensively and that's not all he's got to his game, I mean he is, he's certainly competent on the ball, um, but it's just it is the pure defensive um, attributes that, that stand out to me and I think it is yeah, it's difficult, I can't really, it is the Van Dijk one is, is who you'd go to and as I say I, I think he is actually better purely defensively that van dyke was when he, when he was up here so um it'd be interesting i mean it's interesting you know, where where will his career go will he be is obviously just signed for celtic permanently in the summer there are they going to look to to turn a, a profit on him i mean i think they probably could but as with a lot of celtic players to be honest i mean they have they have signed a lot of players that Suit them It it was sort of a nightmare scenario As far as I'm concerned Because there's a lot of players That suit them perfectly But are possibly flawed In a way that will Prevent them getting moves That will really attract them Away from Celtic Mm. Just Because they've got a lot of Wee players basically Um, or, Or players that maybe Aren't quite as young As you think they are um, yeah, you know, like Katati's in you know, mid twenties, um, so is Carter Vickers. Uh, you know, late twenties, yeah, yeah. So because of you know they the, they have something about them which probably means that they might not actually get like got, you can know, he, teams ultimately coming in. Yeah,
0: you'd see like Fulham or yeah, um, uh. Bournemouth offering big money, but then you're thinking if I was oh, do I want to play for Fulham or Bournemouth mm-hmm. or Celtic? Mm, it's quite an easy decision. Like, win trophies and play in the Champions League. Yeah. at one and I'd be floating between the Championship and primary, uh, Premier League mm-hmm. and the other which he's so sort of yeah. already
1: done he's done the sort yeah. of English Championship things in his, his loan spell and obviously didn't quite make the grade at, at Spurs um, and you, you I mean I, you do watch Spurs sometimes and think how oh, the Carver is better than a lot of the that they've been they've been playing lately but, um, but yeah, I, I think that's probably just a sign that they've looked at and thought nah, not quite big enough um, and uh, he, he suits he suits Celtic perfectly. So, so, yeah. So that's my concern that they're just saying Celtic have signed loads of players that are just way too good for actually too good for Celtic, but weirdly won't be able to go anywhere else. Um, which is is terrible because I would like them to all leave as soon as possible um, <laughs> and be replaced with worse players. But uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's that's happening. But, uh, but yeah. So I don't I don't think you'll have the the post um, Celtic career that Van Dijk had by any stretch. But. He you know, he must be coming on for um, you know, being sort of as as popular, if not more, than than Van Dyke was when he was at Celtic.
0: Well, there we have it. Carmen, Cameron and Carter-Vickers are better defended than Virgil van Dijk yep. uh, I won't <laughs> add in the, the last bit about you comparing them in the Premiership uh, so that yes. is uh, that's our list um, I'll be changing mine because uh, I feel embarrassed you're, you're kind of ashamed
1: to have uh, Stephen Welsh in there and Cairo uh, it's not as bad as um, Duncan having Nathan, Nathaniel Atkins in <laughs> no, one of the no, top oh, 12 that was an odd one I've <laughs> seen
0: that I, I didn't want to add to the grief you was getting in the chat when <laughs> when, when, when I've seen that and Tony asking if we could not put that podcast out because it's, it would embarrass us. Um hopefully um hopefully Tony wouldn't be embarrassed as as such by this because no. I've, got, I've got I've got two I've got two players uh, hips players in there Tony Campo yes. exactly
1: he has to be uh, but, happy with that
0: but yes that is us so thank you very much Ewan and thank you very much for listening uh I would urge anyone to check out our Patreon because there's loads of stuff stuff going up there. Uh, I've listened to a few recently um enjoyed Uh, Telford and Sean previewing the Rafe Rovers Hamilton game one of the wildest
1: uh, predictions I've ever heard on the terrace
0: yes it was it was so it was so sure it was so quick Sean going uh, I've been asked what what is the score prediction for the Rafe Hamilton game it was like 4-1 Rafe it finished (laughs) 1-0 Hamilton uh, 1-0 10 man Hamilton and then you've obviously got the uh, I've just started listening to the England Elimination podcast. Ah, yes. they're, they're they're very very good, and uh, they, what they do is they evoke great memories of great times of England doing poorly, uh, yes. which I think we can we can all get behind. So they're just that's just a tam- that's just a sample, that's a taste, uh, and a moose bush if you will, off the mm. uh, the Patreon offering. So be sure to go across and check them. But for this podcast, thank you very much, and thank you very much, Ewan Say goodbye. Bye. And I will say goodbye. And I think I'm duty bound to say, enjoy your football whenever this goes out and whenever you go to football. Sports Social Podcast Network.